Hey beautiful, welcome to Beauty Beyond Betrayal. Have you discovered your husband's been having an affair? Do you just want the pain to stop and be able to take a deep breath again? Do you find yourself up late at night Googling how to save your marriage, heal from an affair? Do you wake up with the hope that this nightmare would end only to feel crushed and humiliated because your husband acts like the affair was really your fault and now you're left obsessing with where he is and if he's seeing her again? Hey, I'm Lisa. I too was devastated when I discovered my husband was having an affair. I too felt the pain would never end and wished he would just stop the affair and we could restore our marriage. I wanted the weight of the trauma to be lifted so I could breathe again and be able to have someone, anyone help me climb out of the dark miry pit of despair so I could begin to heal and be confident in me again. But I kept telling myself, he won't stop seeing her. Must have been my fault. And this pain, it'll never go away. Until I found hope and healing in Christ, along with simple techniques that helped me to learn how to recover from the betrayal. In this podcast, you'll discover what betrayal trauma really is, learn simple techniques to heal and recover, and get biblical guidance to help you make the right choices as you heal from the affair so you can be free from the heartbreak and the pain and rise in confidence once again to be the woman God created you to be. So beautiful, grab your favorite latte or a glass of wine, snuggle up on the couch and focus on yourself for a few minutes. Let's dive into what it really means to rise up from the ashes of betrayal and loss into a life that you really desire. Hey beautiful, we are back for part two of our two-part little episode on how to reclaim your identity after betrayal. You know, if you've not listened to part one yet, below in the show notes, I have that episode linked for you. So it's easy to access. Go listen to it. It's going to kind of fall in line and it'll help you to kind of grasp today's episode at a better level. Get out your pen and paper because it's going to be great. And you're going to want to take notes on this one because you're going to want to go back through And I'm giving you some tangible techniques to work through because I really want you grounded. I want you rooted in who you really are. You know, the enemy attacks us so that we can take on this identity of victim. We take on the identity of what's been done to us and not who God created us to be. But God in his beautiful infinite mercy told us and warned us that the enemy is going to try to come and he's going to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus came that we may have life and have it abundantly and to the full. And so part of that is our identity. And so he wants us to be grounded, rooted in who we really are so we can shine bright We can finish out our destiny, so to speak, and not live just in this humdrum, depressed, defeated life that sometimes betrayal tries to keep us stuck in. So I want to kind of recap with you really quick, just a couple things, and then I'm going to jump into the rest of this episode. So the first thing that I really want to remind you is this. 
I've been where you are. I know what it's like to have your identity stolen. I know what it's like to really look at yourself in the mirror, question who you are, think you're not enough, you'll never be good enough, and all of the negative ruminating thoughts that seem to take over when you find out your husband's had an affair or has been addicted to pornography. Literally rocks you to the core, leaves you land blasted and you don't know who you are anymore. And so I've been there. I know what it's like in those early days. I remember so vividly, but it doesn't control me anymore. And I'm grounded. I'm so rooted and set free now to be who God created me to be. And I really love the woman that I am. And for those of you who, you know, haven't traveled or journeyed with me for a while, I'm speaking from both sides of the coin. I'm speaking from a woman who was the betrayer when I was 25 and I was betrayed five years ago. So I speak from both sides of the coin and I can honestly say my life is free, my life is healed, my life is whole, and I love who I am. I love the woman that I am. I love the mom, the wife, all the hats that I wear, right? But my identity is grounded and it is firmly foundational with Christ Jesus. So you, beautiful, I want to remind you at the beginning of today's program, you are the same. You're not called to be weak. You are not lesser than. Your value is not less. You're not diminished by your husband's sinful actions. And you're not defined by his sin. You're not defined by what he did to you. You are not unworthy. You are not unworthy of someone's love. And you are definitely not too far gone to be rescued by the creator of the universe from this trauma of the betrayal. Beautiful, you are enough. Christ Jesus made you enough. You're worthy, chosen, bought by the blood of Christ. You are forgiven. You are beautiful, redeemed. You are a child of the living King. And I want you to know that this is who you are. So as we get started and we recap one and two and go on to the other six steps, are you really ready to embrace your true identity? What is your identity currently rooted in? Is it in what was done to you? Is it in who you know, people have kind of judged because of the betrayal. Is it who you think you are when you look at yourself in the mirror? Or do you truly know your true identity? So we're going to start there and I'm going to recap for you really quick steps one and two. So I'm giving you eight steps, eight steps to walk through so you can reclaim your true identity from betrayal. All right. So the first one I'll backtrack with you here is you've got to begin with Christ. You have to know whose you are at the end of the day, who you belong to first. That is comes before anything. When you find your identity in being a daughter of the king of the universe before any other title you take on, that is where you step into true freedom. That is where you begin to live and enjoy your life again. Because in him, you are enough, forgiven, beautiful, 
redeemed, delivered, healed, whole, free, worthy to be loyal to, worthy to be cherished, worthy to be loved, and a child of God. When you begin there, as the scripture says, when God is for you, who can be against you, right? So let's start there as step number one. Ground yourself in who Christ says you are. And I'm helping you with that by a free gift that I created And I had it on last week's episode, and I've also linked it below in today's episode. It's my free gift to you because I really, really want you foundationally grounded. It is who I am in Christ. The link is below in the show notes. Grab it. It's my free gift to you. I want to bless you with that because I really want you standing firm in who you are in Christ. All right. Number two is know who you are as a woman. Now you have to know who you are as a woman before you can go anywhere else, okay? First Christ and then as a woman who you really are. Now God said when he created you, you're very good. He really did. You're not someone's doormat. You're not someone's object. You're not a punching bag or an emotional baggage handler. No, When I say who you are as a woman, I want you to step back and I want you to really let the adjectives begin to flow here, right? And I'm going to give you a few to get you started. You are bold, courageous, vivacious, passionate, smart, creative, humble, giving, loving. The list can go on and on and on. This defines who you are at the core. It's not what you do. But it's who you are at the core. So I want to challenge you to take a few moments and get a piece of paper out and do some assessment on yourself. And if you're struggling with finding adjectives to describe yourself, this is where I want you to get a little bold, step out of your comfort zone, and I want you to reach out to those in your sphere of influence who are your safe people. I want you to reach out to them. And what I want you to do is ask them to help you with an assignment. Tell them that you are really seeking to work on your true identity. And you're looking for adjectives to describe who you really are. Ask them, would you do me a favor and give me five words that you believe describe who I really am. And let them do that for you. This is what I did. I reached out to other women and other men who I knew who were my safe people, right? Counselors, friends, clergy, family members. And I asked them, I said, can you do this for me? And they did. And once I received that back from them, the feedback, it started my assessment to free up so that I could start to describe who I really was as a woman at the core. So this is the second step of reclaiming your identity. All right, so let's go on to step three. Know your place in your relationship. Now, for those of you who are seeking to reconcile your relationship or whether or not you're going to reconcile the relationship, this will help you in your relationships in the future. Know your place inside of a relationship. You are equal, not less than. In Genesis 1, 27 and 28, it says, So God created man in his own image. In the image of God, he created him. Male and female, he created them. 
And God blessed them. And God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply and fill the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the birds of the heavens and over every living thing that moves on the earth. Beautiful. What I want you to hear clearly in this verse is that God gave them both the same assignment. It was equal in nature. Equal in nature. Your relationship with your husband is to be a partnership. He is not to dominate you. He is not to lord over you. That is not where your stance is in your relationship. God created both of you to become one and to be in partnership, equal partnership, so that you can subdue the earth, you can have dominion over it, and you can multiply and be fruitful. So know your place, right? Know that you are equal. Know that you're not his doormat. Know that you do have a voice. You can speak up for yourself. You absolutely have the ability to make decisions within that relationship and so forth and so on. So know where you are in your relationship. Number four is this. Understand that his pornography addiction or his affair was never, capital N-E-V-E-R, never your fault. It never was beautiful. Recognizing that the emotional abuse, and yes, I did call it emotional abuse because when we are gaslighted, when we have suffered from blame shifting and manipulation and love bombing and love crumbing and all of those things that go along with betrayal, it is emotional abuse. It wrecks our emotions, it upheaves our nervous system, and it causes our emotional intelligence to tank. So recognize that the emotional abuse that you've experience because the betrayal trauma was not your fault. And that's a first critical step in the healing process, calling it out what it is and recognizing it. So those who are the betrayer, they often manipulate you into believing that you are the one that's responsible for the way he's treating you, for the addiction, or for the fact that he had an affair. They do that as a way of manipulation, as a way of sidelining their own responsibility. But recovery is where you remind yourself that you deserve to be treated with respect, you deserve to be loved and cherished, and that the emotional abuse that he is placing on you is a result of his lack of whatever he's lacking within himself, his own issues that he needs to work on, and it's not you. He's using these things to cope with something very unhealthy within himself. So he needs to take that responsibility and not heap it upon you. So accepting this is going to help you to regain your sense of self-worth. And it's also going to empower you and it's going to move you forward and it's going to help get you back on the right track so that you can reclaim your identity. All right, beautiful. Number five is this. 
embrace your weaknesses. And I know sometimes we think, oh gosh, I really don't want to have to do that. But beautiful, the truth is we all have weaknesses. All of us are not 100% strong. We're just not made that way. We are fallen human beings. We all sin. We all fall short of the glory of God. There's a saying that I always say myself, I always remind myself, if it were not for the grace of God, there go I. In other words, if I were not walking with God and staying in tune with God, I am going to do some very horrific things. It's just our nature as fallen human beings. The Bible even says that the heart of mankind is wicked above all things. So we need to stay in line with Christ and we need to recognize our weaknesses. That's not a bad thing. That's actually a good thing to be self-aware. And it's crucial to understand that, you know, again, we all have flaws, we all make mistakes, we all have bad choices in our life. But these things don't define us, okay? They never define us. And and I really want you to hear me on that. So embracing self-compassion and realizing that you're not defined by what was done to you, by what you've experienced, by the betrayal, even the trauma that it's brought into your life, right? Or maybe your own imperfections. When you embrace this and you give yourself self-compassion, it's going to help you establish a healthier relationship first with yourself, (laughs) then with other people, okay? So we all fall. We all struggle. We all fail at times. We all make mistakes. We all choose bad choices. And it can feel horrible, to say the least. We even hurt people, even when we don't mean to. But this is a part of our human condition in which we live in this world. And I'm sure some of you probably recognize that greatly right now with everything that's going on in the world, right? Um, The world is just not what it used to be. And so I really want you to understand, embrace your weaknesses and develop self-compassion for yourself so that you can recognize, okay, these are where I kind of fall short, but that's where God's grace comes in. And that's what I live under underneath my weaknesses, right? For even Paul himself said, in my weakness, I am strong because that's when the strength of the Lord comes upon us to help us endure through. Now, number six, we're going to embrace our strengths, okay? So yes, we're going to embrace our strengths. Now, this is where you're going to start to focus in. What are your strengths? All right, and sit down and make a list of these. It's a great exercise when you sit down and you think about what it is that you're strong in. This can actually help to boost your self-esteem and it can help to redefine your identity. Listen, beautiful, God created you uniquely, beautifully, and wonderfully made. And you have some amazing strengths that the world needs you to develop. They need you to step into your strength and use your strengths. And you have the abilities and the power to use them and to make things happen. You really do. You might not feel like it right now, but you do. So start embracing your strengths. And beautiful, hear me on this. Do it for real, okay? Do it for real. So, like I said, take out a piece of paper, maybe the notebook that you're working in currently, and then what you're going to do over the next few days, or even maybe you want to extend it into the next few weeks, have some times where you really write down your strengths. 
what you're good at, what your accomplishments are, what have you accomplished in life, what are some of your skills, what are some of your attributes, um, what do people come to you for, right? These are your strengths. What are you known for? These are your strengths, right? Then start to engage in these things more. That way you can showcase what your strengths are, what you're really good at, right? And this enables you to build your confidence. It helps you to build your sense of self. And again, it helps to regain your identity. All right, let's move on to number seven. Number seven is we're going to move forward in confidence. This is where we are going to take the bull by the horns and we're going to start to walk out some confidence. Now, I know that when we have experienced betrayal, like we are hit between the eyeballs and our confidence is literally shattered. Our sense of self is thrown out the window and, you know, we're left in a pile of mush, right? I know that and that's exactly how I felt. And I really didn't have confidence in the early days and it was something that had to be regained and redeveloped within me. So to do this, this means that you are going to put one foot in front of the other and you are going to start to walk out your confidence. And how you do this is you're going to start to walk out all of these steps because all of the steps that I'm giving to you, beautiful, help you to gain confidence. All right. So this means continuing on your healing journey, right? Working with a trauma-informed coach so you can work through the hard issues, the triggers, the ruminating thoughts, the grief process so that you can recover and rediscover who you are, walking in your true identity, which is that confident woman. So a trauma-informed coach can help you with that. And if you need help with that, listen, I'm not everybody's coach, but if you're ready to dig in deep, if you're ready to take the bull by the horns and you're tired of living in the trauma and you're ready to take back your life, then I'm your coach. And we have a free consult for you. And in the show notes, you can click on it. You can schedule a time that works for you. And we can meet. We can find out where you currently are, where you desire to be, and design that program to get you there. And the women who have gone through this with me, they shout it from the rooftops. They shout how amazing their life is even six months in. Your first six months is your hardest, beautiful. But there is this shift that takes place in about six months. And the women I work with say, oh my gosh, Lisa, you're right. It was right there. And now I'm actually walking in it and it feels fabulous. So beautiful, you can have the same thing. So set yourself up for a consult and I can't wait to meet you. All right, so when you move forward with confidence, you're also going to allow your feelings to come up, to ride that wave of emotion, feel those feelings, process those emotions, and then set and stick to your boundaries. You know, when you start, once you set your boundaries and you start sticking to them, it empowers you. It really starts to rebuild the confidence that was shattered. And I'm not talking about putting a fence around him. I'm talking about boundaries that are set in stone for you, for your safety, so that you can be emotionally healthy and have emotionally healthy relationships. So once you start to establish those and you really stick with them, it's amazing how your confidence starts to skyrocket. 
All right, let's talk about the last one, number eight. This is where you're going to walk in your identity by pursuing your goals and your dreams. Those things that you've had deep within your heart that you thought were lost forever. Beautiful when betrayal hits, we have a tendency to think, well, my future is gone. My destiny, what I thought was going to happen is gone. But I really want you to hear me on this. Your destiny was established before the foundation of the creation of the world. God says in his word that when he created you, it was, it was sealed. It was written in the book every day of your life. And so your destiny hasn't changed. Now, the seasons may, and it may look very different than what you thought it would, but your destiny is sure. So your dreams and your goals, they don't have to die. As a matter of fact, regain them, redeem them, choose to take back what the enemy has stolen. God does not want the enemy to continue to steal from you. So instead of focusing in constantly on what was lost, begin to look forward in what God has for you to gain and start to move into that. Regaining your sense of self after betrayal also involves rediscovering who you are. Like really being able to know yourself. That's why I wanted to give you these eight steps. And it's also pursuing your personal goals. Listen, beautiful, you are an individual. You're allowed to have personal goals. You have purpose that God created you to fulfill. So pursue that. Pursue your desires. And then Create a vision for your future. I love to do this by doing a vision board. I do one usually at the end of November, the the first part of December. I start working on a vision board and have it completed no later than that last week in December. I usually do a, a a podcast on it, and I will this year to walk you through that process because creating a vision board is amazing because when you create it and you keep the vision in front of you, as it says in scripture, you're able to keep it out in front of you to remind you where you're moving through in the next year so that you can gain all of the dreams and the goals that you desire to have established in your life. So create that vision for your future and actively work toward achieving it. So another thing you can do is take up some new hobbies if you'd like, right? Engage in some new activities that bring you joy and fulfillment. For me, I love lifting weights. I've always loved lifting weights. Getting in the gym, sweating, and pumping iron is just something that just thrills me. And I had lost that through the betrayal. But once I regained that, it just brought back so much joy to my life. And then I developed other hobbies and activities that I really wanted to pursue that gave me joy and fulfillment. So do that for yourself. And perhaps for some of you, that might mean a career change. Maybe a new business is in order. And beautiful, that's what happened for me. The mess of my life that I experienced through betrayal, the trauma, the tragedy, God turned into an amazing message and a triumph that is a testimony to women in 78 countries around the globe. And each and every one of you get to hear a part of that every single week. And so for me, my my um, change of career, business, whatever you want to call it, changed. 
and the purpose was sure in my life. And I wake up every morning, I wake up every morning with a smile on my face, ready to start my day because I get to speak life into each and every one of you beautiful women. And it brings blessing and joy to my heart. So pursue that. What kind of career change or business change might be in order for you? You can do it. God's put it in you and you can send it forth. All right. So to successfully go for what you need in your life and to have a good life, there are a couple things that I want to end this with today. Establish some short-term and long-term goals that align with who you are at the core. They align with your moral values, with your interests. Establish those. That's, that's important. Number two, break them down into manageable steps so that you can stay on track, right? Do more of what's working. So I like to put the goal, I like to write it down, and then I do what's called reverse engineering. I I put the end goal first, and then I go backwards and say, okay, what are the steps of what I need to do to actually make this happen. I do the big steps first and then I break down the big steps into small little bite-sized pieces. Because remember, beautiful, you have to eat an elephant one bite at a time, right? So I break it down into very small manageable steps and it keeps me moving forward. Also establish your support system if you haven't already done so. Make sure you have safe friends and family members, professionals who you can trust, who are going to speak life into you. They're going to provide the guidance that you need. They are going to be encouraging to you and also give you feedback as you move through your recovery process. They are going to be for you, your cheerleaders, but they're also going to speak truth into your life so that they can help to be that spokesperson, so to speak, that God uses to move you where he desires you to be. Also, don't ever stop growing. Beautiful, develop a growth mindset, okay? Develop a growth mindset. This is where, be. I want you to be open to learning. Um, podcasts are fabulous for that. Audible books, um, online courses, and I've got some that are getting ready to launch in November. Stay tuned. We're going to be speaking about that starting next week. You know, put yourself in a group coaching program that's coming in December, I mean, in uh, January. So be open to learning, right? The more you learn, the more, and the more you apply what you learn, the more you will have emotional intelligence. In other words, you're going to be emotionally healthy. Listen, beautiful, when you follow all of the steps that I gave you in this two-part episode to reclaim your identity, you're going to start to move forward with confidence. You're going to be empowered once again. You are going to have that strong sense of identity that you so desire. I know the betrayal stole it from you, but it doesn't have to stay stolen. This is a way to start redeeming it, and you can start today. So the truth is that God can use anything in your life, and He can redeem every act of hurt, every emotional abuse, the betrayal itself that has been done to you. God can use it all to take you to your destiny. He can take what was horribly done to you, the evil that was done to you, and he can turn it for your good. 
No, beautiful, you didn't deserve it. And he didn't want this for you. It wounded his heart as well. And it hurts God deeply when we hurt. And when we experience betrayal, I want you to know that it's not in vain. It really isn't. He will use this for your good, beautiful. He is going to reveal to you the answers that you need to fully recover. And he's going to show you who you really are. He's not going to let you forget that. And he doesn't want you to go on believing the lies of the enemy. He is going to not just bandage you up, but he's going to completely heal you up. And he's going to have you walk in wholeness again. He's going to mend your broken heart, the broken places. He's going to make straight your pathways. And he's going to make sure that your life is secure once again. God says that he will heal you and he will free you. And it says in Ecclesiastes 3.11, he makes all things beautiful in his time. Well, beautiful, it's your time. So step into the redemption that God has for you today and regain your identity. It is yours. He created you. He made it sure. And don't allow the enemy to steal it any longer. You're beautiful. You're bold. You're courageous. You're vivacious. You're passionate. And you are a woman of integrity. That's who you are. And I pray that you regain it today. So beautiful, I hope that today's broadcast, as well as the one prior to this, this little two-parter, really spoke life into you. And I would love to hear from you. Give me your feedback on this. How did it speak life into you? How did it help you? I would love for you to let me know. Leave a five-star review. I would love to hear from you there, as well as go below in the show notes and where it says, ask me a question. I'd love to hear your feedback. It would just be such a blessing. And I can even use it on one of the broadcasts in the near future. So beautiful, we'll see you next week. Until then, stay strong in the Lord because He is your mighty power. Be blessed. Thanks for stopping by today and spending a little while with me. I hope you enjoyed today's show and found hope, healing, and encouragement. Please remember to subscribe to my podcast and leave a review. You can even screenshot this episode and share it on IG or Facebook stories. This is how we get the message of hope and healing out to all women who are in the midst of betrayal and loss. If you're ready to move out of the devastation of betrayal and take the next step in your healing, make sure to reach out to me and schedule your breakthrough coaching call today. Until next time, love God, live your life passionately, and always choose joy in the midst of any circumstance that you may face. Cheers to you, beautiful.